Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is a second chance, the first of a two-part sermon. Scripture reading starts in Luke chapter 23, verse 39 to 43. But first, the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir. preach a message this morning on the criminal who wanted a second chance. This is October the 3rd on a Sunday morning in Luke chapter 23, verse 39 to 43. And one of the malefactors were hanging well on him, said, Thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answered and rebuked him, saying, does not thou fear God, see that thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the reward of our deeds. But this man has nothing else, nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when I come into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shall thou be with me in paradise. Luke chapter 23, verse 39. The 43, you might want to read it. He saw a profile and short-sighted man sold his birthright for a mess of rest pottage when he missed his father's best blessing. Best blessings. He wanted a second chance but could not have it, though he thought it carefully with tears. Hebrews 12, 17. Thought about it with tears. He cried about it, but it didn't do no good. A lot of times we 
40 something bad right there. But we forget to thank God for him. And we miss a blessing. And we shed tears. Hebrews 12, 17 says this. For you know how that afterwards, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. So he wanted it. And he cried about him. Didn't do him no good. Children of Israel in the wilderness listen to the faithless patterns of the twelve spies turned back at Kadesh border and afraid of the giants of the promised land refused to enter. When God sent us everybody mad of them to die in the wilderness, they wanted second chance. They wanted to say, change their decision, but it was too late. They willfully went up the hill against the Amalekites and the Canaanites, but was defeated. They wanted a second chance, but they could not get in. How often men and women, after they have played the food and wasted half of their lives for a second chance, gray-headed man going to college trying to make up for wasted years when he failed to get an education. A woman of 40 praying for the child she would not have when she was 25 and wayward, Roman son weeping at the funeral of his mother whom he had left to make pitiful living and along as best she could while they wandering helplessly. Far and wide, these examples come to mind from experiences. All passionately wish they could have a second chance to do what they missed doing before. The poet has said that of all sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest of these it might have been. Blessed be to God, he does give a second chance. The story of the prodigal son is simply the story of the boy who played. The fool who wasted his opportunity, and yet my loving father was given a second chance. When Jesus was crucified, he hung between two thieves. One crucified on the right, and another on the left. Strangely, they joined in the mocking of the chief priests and scribes and elders, who said, He saved others himself, he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross. And we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. If he will have him. So he said, I am the son of God. Matthew 27, 42 and 43. Then we are told the thieves also both of them, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. In Matthew 27, 44. But as the thieves hung there, they long six hours, from nine in the morning till three in the afternoon. Memories flooded the heart of one of those dying criminals, yes. When a man is drowning, the sense of his lifetime came for can come before his eyes, and he can remember all his mistakes, misdeeds. What must have been the experience of that dying man as his blood dripped away from his body, as his tongue grew swollen, as his naked body was tormented by flies, and 
heats sometimes. Sometimes grew delirious in his pain and weakness. His life was sin, his mother warning it did not heed the scriptures he had heard in the synagogue school. The teaching of the rabbis about the prince, the coming Messiah, who would restore David's kingdom and sit on David's throne. So at last, when death was near, this thief had ceased to rail this scoffer and Jesus. Ready, he turned and rebuked his companion, saying, Does not thou fear God, seeing thou in the same condemnation? And we indeed judge it, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man did not, nothing amiss. Then, with the mingling of hope and despair, it seemed he turned to Jesus and said, Lord, remember me when I come into thy kingdom. I have no doubt that he pictured himself in the blessed millennial kingdom. For told by Isaiah chapter 11, verse 35, when the earth should be full of the knowledge of the Lord, when the curse should be removed from nature and men would live, should live in it. Blessed President, the Messiah and Savior. I have no doubt that he longed for a second chance. And bless God, he got it, Jesus said today. So that be with me in paradise. As the prodigal son repented, was folded in the forgiving. Home to his father with loving kisses on his neck, on his cheek. So the dying criminal that they was forgiven and saved. And then taken home to paradise with the Lord Jesus. I want you to consider first this poor dying criminal who wept, who came to Jesus second, and second, some blessed lessons from his salvation. Number one, how did dying thief came to Christ? Outward circumstances different, but in the heart. Attitude, everyone who ever comes to Christ must come the same way. So any sinner may come to Christ as this sinner did. And let him be forgiven and saved. Number one, he admitted his sin. To the other criminal, he said, Does not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? We indeed justly. He was dying there on the cross. He admitted that that was where he ought to be, ought to die. He was a poor lost sinner about to go to hell. And he admitted that he deceived, deserved it. He made no excuses. He put the blame on nobody else. He offered no alibi. He simply admitted he was a poor lost sinner. That is the way with poor lost wicked sinners that reject Christ in their hearts and go on headlong toward hell and eternal punishment. They pad up B-O-R-A-T-T-L-A about hypocrisies in the church. They say, well, I live as good as the church members do. One man said to me, I don't do anything wrong except cuss a little now and then. Oh, how can anyone be saved who does not even admit he is a sinner? Dr. Joe Henry Hankins said to John R. Rice one time, John, Brother John, you have to get people lost before you can get them saved. 
how true that is. No one ever gets saved until he knows that he's a poor lost sinner. A woman came to a preacher in Sherman, Texas, with tears in her eyes, and said, I'm, I'm afraid I'll never make it. I do the best I can, but I can't keep the commandments. I can't live without sin. I'm afraid I'll never make it. She was a seven-day Adventist. But I laughed with joy, with joy before her, because I knew that now, at last, her foolish ideas of being saved by keeping the law and broken down. Now she knew that she was a sinner and needed something else besides doing, doing, doing. She needed a savior. She broke down and wept before me and pleaded with me to come to her home and show her how to be saved. I went and before the incident was ended and met there's 13 of the family and really all happily converted. In Chicago, they tell me a poor, distracted young woman came to me who seemed to be devil-possessed. She said that she had talked to preacher after preacher and no one seemed to be able to help her. And I asked her, if you will answer one question honestly, then I will know where I can help you, whether I can help you not. What is the question she asked? Are you conscious that you are a poor lost wicked sinner? Do you confess that you are ruined and undone? I asked. Her answer was startling. She suddenly dropped her face into her hands and began to sob. Tears squeezed between her fingers brokenly. She said, I ought to be in hell. I don't see why God lets me live. I never knew how wicked my heart was until recently. Happily then I said, yes, I know you can find peace. And she did find peace that very hour. Remember that it is written, he that converted his sins shall prosper. He that covered his sins shall prosper. Whosoever confesses and forsakes him shall have mercy. Proverbs 28:13. Everyone who ever came to God for mercy and forgiveness had to once come as a self-confessed sinner. The prodigal son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy because I son. In Luke 15:21, publican in the temple prayed, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. In Luke 18:13. To the dying thief found mercy because he was a confessed sinner. Secondly, the thief admitted the sinless deity of Christ. The dying thief said about Jesus, This man had done nothing amiss. In that statement, he admitted all that Jesus ever claimed for himself. Jesus said to the rich young ruler who wants to have eternal life by doing good things, What calls thou me good? There's none. Good but one, that is God, Matthew nineteen seventeen. No one need ever even call Jesus good who does not come call him what he is God come in human form. It is disgusting to hear people talk about Jesus as a great teacher who do not believe in his deity. The foolish 
Bethlehem about the Nazarene by those who deny his virgin birth it's shameful and wicked those who boast about the wonderful example that Jesus gave and urged others to live as Jesus did to follow the Jesus way of life who deny that he was the miracle born son of a virgin girl and deity that he was without a human father that he was pre-existed God who created all things oh insecure ins ins hypocrisy ins hypocrisy no one ever got peace and forgiveness and salvation through Christ who did not admit his sinless deity in John 8, 24, Jesus said to his Pharisees, If you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. To the same crowd, he said, Which are you convinced to me of sin? John 8, 46. And I say to all those who doubt Christ's deity, What sin do you find in him? What fault, what failure? There is a horror, horror, moral guilt in anyone who will not admit the deity of Jesus Christ because every sinner could know about the deity of Christ if he honestly wanted to know if he honestly followed what light he had Jesus said in John 7 17 to concern doubters if any man will do his will he shall know what the doctrine whether it be of God uh, whether I speak of myself. Again he said in John eight twelve, I am the light of the world. He that follow me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I have no patience with the man who says I do not believe in the electric light and will not try to, to switch to see for himself. And so any man who does not search the scriptures who does not Honestly seek the Lord Jesus for himself, who does not put the matter of salvation to a test. It is dishonest sinner condemned because he does not want to know the truth and does not follow on to know it. As such Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 19, 21, And this is the condemnation that light has come to the world. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hated the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. John three nineteen twenty one. If Jesus is not the virgin born Son of God, if he is not the sinless one, then he could not save anyone. Ah, but the poor died thief, believing in the moment that Jesus was all he came to be, the very Son of God who did no sin, so he could come to him for salvation, and did come and was saved. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.